Hello, I'm Phil Svitek, 360 Creative Coach, and this is my vlog. Now, the reason I'm doing this vlog is to kind of highlight my creative journey in hopes that I can extrapolate lessons that I've gained along the way, and therefore you can benefit from it, right? And rather than just kind of create these lessons that I normally do, you can see it applied in my own life. So where to begin first off? Well, I've been editing my movie, my feature film, my first feature film. Uh, and so far I have, I'm about 35 minutes into the rough assembly, which is very exciting. I'm, I'm very proud of where it's at right now. There's a couple of moments where there, it, there needs to be visual effects shots done. And so right now those spots look very rough. And certainly there's also other parts where it needs like sound effects and things like that. And I haven't been able to fully create the soundscape yet for it. So it, those moments look rough, but for the first time, I'm kind of working with do, uh, having to create visual effects shots for later. So that's been an interesting process. One of the things that I've decided to do more in this past week is to batch the things that I do more. So for example, on Sundays, I batch all of my content for for posting, such as you know this being one of them, the lessons that I post and other stuff, right? That way throughout the week, I don't have to stop and film and then post, I have it all done. And instead I can worry about editing or you know do things with my job or whatever else. And while batching is great in the sense that I can get a lot of things done, the drawback is I have to be very patient because sometimes, you know, it's, it's long days of doing one particular activity for hours on end. And the way I've been sort of doing things in the past, this, this year has been, you know, in spurts of like four hour increments, right? I'll work on something for four hours, then shift it into something else. And so this is teaching me to be hyper-focused on one particular thing for, you know, extended periods of time, which I think ultimately is, is better for me. You know, uh, when I first did like my batch day last Sunday, it was a lot of hours of just doing one thing, but then it felt really good on the subsequent days of not having to worry about that. And so I'm applying that moving forward and I will continue to see how, how that works. Uh, now, I, that may, batching things may not work for you necessarily, but maybe give it a try. Who knows? I think I'll do a lesson on this in the future, but there is a difference between a maker's schedule versus a manager's schedule. And certainly for this past year, I've been more of a maker than a manager. Whereas when I was with AfterBuzz TV, I was certainly a manager by the end. And there, you have to understand the difference in terms of schedules and how that operates. So that way you can put yourself in the best situation to success. And if you don't understand what type of schedule you need, it doesn't work. So myself putting things into a batch schedule uh, allows me to output better and more. The other thing that I want to talk about is I kind of want to highlight my decade because we're approaching 2010 and so it's you know the end of the decade. And I think this is really important for each of us to do because there's that, that adage 
that we underestimate or we overestimate what we can do in a year, but underestimate what we can do in a decade. And I think this holds especially true, certainly for me, because when I look at the past decade, I, I left college, meaning I finished with it. Then, then I worked on my first feature film, not mine, but um, as an editor slash producer on Adventure of Serial Buddies with Kevin Undergaro and Maria Menounos. And that went on to, to be in AMC theaters, which was a wonderful experience. And that kind of our relationship, me and Kevin's, that spawned, you know, he had this idea that for Afterbus TV, and he asked me, would you want to be a part of it? And that offshooted that. And, you know, it just created this insane thing, you know, back when podcasting was somewhat of an industry, but not really. It was just getting going, even though it had been, you know, podcast as a technology had been starting in 2005. This is when, like, the, I would say, like, not the, the, the second wave of early adopters were getting started with it. And so looking back at the journey of AfterBuzz, it really is incredible. I mean, we, we had no idea the heights that it was going to when we first started it. We just had this vision that, as Kevin calls it, our own version of Poker Night. We just wanted to talk about TV. And then it just attracted a lot of our friends. But then when people saw what we were doing, uh, they wanted to get involved. And slowly and surely it grew and grew into this giant thing. And, you know, one of the things, so Bob Iger in his book, uh, The Ride of a Lifetime, he's the Disney CEO. He talks about that you're never going to be ready for a certain role. You're always going to feel a little bit underprepared and it's an interesting parallel, not that like my success is anywhere near the level of Bob Iger, certainly not at this moment at least, but you know, I didn't necessarily feel prepared for that role and yet I had to step into it. And you know, it's interesting when you're forced into a role and how, how you can kind of adapt if you're willing to learn and just kind of be open-minded. And what's, what's nice about it looking back for me was I learned equally from all the various hosts that were there as much as they learned from me. And I, that one of the things that as a manager I adopted for myself was, you know, to, to me, we were on equal levels just because like I was running things didn't mean I was any better than anyone else. They expected something of me and I expected something of them. And so there was, I, I viewed things as level in terms of professionalism. And it was all just expectation. And I think people saw that. And that's why I was able to manage people really well over my course of time there, almost almost a decade, eight and a half years with AfterBuzz. And yeah, it was, it was just an incredible journey. I learned so much. I mean, we expanded from one studio to two to three then eventually we had to move locations because we just grew to, to be this behemoth. And then, you know, getting to design the, the layout, not the fit, not the studios themselves, not the look of it, but, but, but basically like the functionality of how things would be, you know, studio, which studios would be placed where to be able to create that from scratch as I did was, was an incredible thing. And, you know, one of the things that I look back on fondly is I got to see people's dreams come true. You know, I look back on like Kathy Kelly, Emily K. Williams, Jackie Moran, Mari Henderson, 
I mean, these are just a couple of people out of hundreds. A.J. Gibson, James Lott Jr. I mean, I could be here all day listing various people that, that have gone on to find success and to have been there along their journey. They always had this within them, but it's always interesting to see it you know, firsthand and be able to experience it. I mean, in the words of Bob Iger, it really has been uh, the journey of a lifetime. And the fun part is I'm just getting started, right? So all those things that I learned in this past decade, it stems from me wanting to problem solve. Like I love problem solving and helping people and my artistic drive. And I'm, I'm able to combine those in the various projects that I've been able to work on. And I'm excited. I'm like I said, I'm just getting started. So I can't wait to see all the things that I do get to do. And it, it, what's kind of cool is, I don't know, it, it's uh, I, it's been slow and steady, but I also feel like now because I've learned various things from the past, like I'm able to do a lot more things faster. So my output is becoming greater in the time uh, that, that I have. So that's been cool. Speaking of th- creating things, one of the things that I've, I'm actually grappling with a little bit is the types of content specifically that I want to make. So meaning, do I gear more towards narrative or, or nonfiction? And just by kind of seeing this, you, are, you probably have seen a lot of my nonfiction stuff, right? You know, uh, vlogs, uh, lessons, and so forth. And I say that because, you know, I, I've done a lot of documentaries in the past. As I mentioned with AfterBuzz, I did a lot of like promotional stuff, which I view as like documentation, right? You're, you're taking something and you're, you're making a narrative out of what's real. But I've always had a passion for fiction. And so I have been writing uh, a fiction book and I've been working on this. My, my, when I say mine, it's the, it's the first feature film that I've written and directed. And so, you know, I always have an inkling towards fiction storytelling. But I also am starting to kind of grapple with this idea that it might not be my biggest strong suit. In fact, nonfiction might be. But that, that doesn't mean it's going to stop me from doing fiction. It just means that I have to kind of know that about myself and work a little bit harder at it to tell a better story because I don't know it's just not my natural um, it's just not my natural lane if you will and so you know I continue to study it and honor it but um, but also it's one of those things that you should not dishonor a gift so if my natural ability is geared towards non uh, nonfiction stuff what why don't I do that because you know, one of the things that I want to do with my fiction is affect people emotionally, spiritually, if you will, give them something that they can learn. And certainly, let's say, just for the sake of argument, a documentary has the ability to do that. Like some, there's some amazing documentaries out there that that make you feel all kinds of emotion. And, you know, maybe that is my calling and I should do more of that. So we shall see. I mean, certainly the people that approach me you know, whether it be with TV show ideas or, or films or just, I don't know, web projects, podcasts, anything of that nature is more in that realm. So I don't know. It's, it's a question that I ask myself, like, am I, am I just taking an easier route or am I going towards 
what I am capable of. And it's not like I, it, it's not like I look at it negatively. It's just, I don't know, it, in, in a sense, um, even though it's harder, I look at fiction as uh, maybe that's, it's just the thing that I want to attain more. It's almost like nonfiction stuff because it is so easy for me. Um, it, it's not that it feels beneath me, but I don't know, maybe I just want to challenge myself. And I don't know. It's, it's, like I said, it's, it's, it's a confusing thing to kind of talk about, but certainly something that I'm working on. And I don't know, I'd be very curious to know, maybe there's something in your life that you have, you're aspiring to do, but there's, there's opportunities and things that are presenting themselves to you in this other thing. And they're, they're related and they're both, you know, you can find fun aspects about both, but you kind of want this instead of that let me know. And I'd be very curious to kind of hear from your perspective about that. The last thing that I want to touch upon, if you noticed and have been following me across my various platforms, whether YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok, uh, the, the podcast and so forth, I've been putting out a lot more content. And that's great. And one of the reasons I'm doing it is because I want to bring more value to you in particular. But if that in and of itself is short form content, right? It's for me, it's very easy to make this sort of video and put it out and, you know, let it, let it be as it is. But, you know, uh, longer term projects. And I, I feel like, I feel like this is where artists themselves kind of maybe get in a bad place because they, you know, they start to get addicted to the short form stuff. And, you know, while obviously it's necessary and there's quality within short form content as well, I think there's something to be said for going out for something that, that you have to really work towards that is a little bit more ambitious, like a feature film, like a book, whether fiction or nonfiction, whether a music album, whether a, a painting that, you know, you have to work meticulously on for for a lo- longer time a sculpture whatever the case may be because i think it, it that side of it teaches you patience you know while while i appreciate the content that i make with, through this uh, i also you know know that there's a longer term effect and and sometimes you know that that those longer term projects can have a bigger overall impact than some of the shorter form content and so both are valuable and i would encourage you to to go after both as well. Anyway, these are some of my my thoughts as I head into 2020, the next decade. I wish you nothing but the best and let me know what's on your mind and let's talk about it and you know, let's see how I can address any questions you may have in 2020. Thanks for watching. I'm at Phil Svitek on social media and I'll see you next time.